Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Simon Anthony and Torty Talks. This is a continuation of an interview uh, with myself and James Sinfield on the subject of music and uh, talking about fun in music. A Ramo. In the 1980s or something, um, Le Boreard was given its second ever performance at the proms. Um, I was there, um, and it was an, a very light-hearted, delightful, highly musically uh, complex game. And everybody utterly loved it. And it was the first performance in something ludicrous like 600 years. I'm not a historian so, or, or particularly a mathematician, but and an immensely long period of time. And when it was performed for the second time ever with a modern audience, we loved it. And because of its bright lightness, gaiety, jollity, humour, and I think this is utterly different style of of performance uh, of 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 music, um, and uh, I mean the the the, the, the proms audience is uh, is uh, well uh, trained in the ability to listen, um, but all the same, it it, uh, it has to be uh, you've got your fertile ground, but you've got to have seeds that can germinate and. And that that really springs into my head as, as, as something that uh, shows the longevity of a joke, a musical game. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> the funny I run it through the fun. Funny thing is, the music that I have actually genuinely giggled at. I just can't remember what what the names are. I mean, <laughs> I think of uh, da, 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 da. I mean, I don't know who wrote that. Uh, no. What it's, I think it's a really um, interesting piece of music. Um, Entry of the Clowns, is it called? Yes, yes, something to do with clowns, yes. And yes. I, I know that, um, oh, I'm not sure his name, he wrote the songs, um, the sailor songs, that are very kind of... The hornpipey stuffs. Drinking songs. I mean, I can't remember his, I can't remember his name. He, I don't know if it's Henry Woods conducted it. Or if... Oh, well, there's the, the sea songs, the Henry Woods sea songs, yes. He orchestrated and, and the, the sea songs, yes. Lovely, and when the conductor pushes the pace, it's quite it's very, very jolly. Just... And of course, the Viennese night. Long, <laughs> long lost experience of, 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 of the Brahms that um, I think got lost because we got drunk. I have never been drunk, but uh, my, my compatriots most certainly did. And it did not look good on the telly, so it, well, that was it, all gone. But. Um, it's the, uh, the 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 humour and lightness of the New Year's concerts um, has got something of it, but the interaction between the audience and the orchestra at a Viennese night was utterly wonderful. Um, the intoxicated, um, <laughs> in, <laughs> alcoholic intoxicants aside, we were loving it. You know, it was, uh, and they did too. And there was a lot of humour in that. Um, the um, 
uh, quite often the conductors in perpetuum mobile. I mean, when do you stop? And uh, you know, it's the joke of how does it keep going? Things, things like that. And I think who would not get the joke, or why would some get the joke and not others? Is it, is it entirely that? Uh, or put it another way, would anybody laugh? if they saw a pompous person fall over. <laughs> I mean, I, it, 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 once again, I'm just getting reminded the whole, I think what you just touched on about when music, you don't know when it's going to stop. And I know that Dudley Moore did a very famous parody of Beethoven. Oh, yes. Gorgeous. Yes. Tonic, tonic dominant, tonic dominant. <laughs> it just went on and on. And it's true. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And Haydn did that as well. Just when's the when's the piece going to finish? Because it's yeah. um, on a on a tonic harmony. Was he doing it for laughs? Beethoven. I mean, his Fifth Symphony. I mean, that's, that's extraordinary. <laughs> How many times it ought to have stopped, and yet it didn't. What? It's, yeah, it's the same with the, it's the fourth movement. The fourth movement of the Fifth Symphony. The da 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 <laughs> giggle just thinking about it it's just very because um, I mean Beethoven wasn't a serious man he was a, a quite well, a heavy drinker as well so he used to put mistakes deliberately in his music just as a joke but people just don't seem to I didn't know that He's... I, 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 I hear music being 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 played and I think come on that was a joke there and he just smears through it and uh, I could mention names of conductors who've done that. I shall not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's of the performance who kind of hint to the audience, look, this is something's going on here. It's just yeah. to make pull a smile or something, you know, kind of. There's yes. never really any kind of physical engagement with the audience, like, um, which I think, why not? I mean,. And you can't engage from row 10. <laughs> you can engage from row 1. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Although I feel too guilty sitting in row 1. I wouldn't want to sit. Sit? What do you mean, sit? <laughs> well, not one for the stalls. I'd like to. No, 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 no. no. Standing. <laughs> oh, no, I couldn't stand. Oh, no. oh, yes, you could. Young man such as you, I no trouble. I actually had to cancel um, one of my concerts I was going to simply because they wanted me to stand. Oh. I think it was for a bargain or offer, so I think you can um, forgive me. Oh, oh all right. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I, I have stood through uh, large chunks of the ring. Uh, as in, by chunks of the ring, I mean entire operas of, but, uh, and loved every minute of it, apart from when my legs started twitching, which is another story, <sighs> which is available on one of my other Torty Talks. I am glad to say that... I am not quite as breathless now as I have been for the past few weeks. I might indeed be <laughs> risking fates by saying that I'm slightly improved. I have been uh, um, 
incapable of movement, basically, without uh, running out of breath completely and wheezing um, whilst recovering. Um, several occasions I've walked upstairs, lain down on the bed and shuddered and shaken, uh, almost bursting into tears with the, the effort of of uh, relaxing, of, of recovering from the uh, the shock of lying down after the uh, excesses of actually having moved. And I suspect it is clear I'm not entirely out of the woods. Well, uh, hmm. uh, I might just be able to see the edge. <laughs> um... But anyway, my illnesses have throughout my life been dubious, at least to me. Because as a child, I hated school so much, I spent a large amount of effort on trying to be ill. So that I could have an excuse to not attend a school, an English grammar school that did not teach English grammar. Uh, where its physics master said the boiling point of aluminium was 100 degrees C. Uh, where the English master uh, became <laughs> arrested for child molestation. Uh, and apparently uh, one of the other masters was uh, similarly accosted. Uh, yeah, I, I won't mention the school because there were aspects of it that I greatly liked. The stage staff being one which I've already spoken and uh, which launched me onto a career at the BBC via the extraordinary way station of the post office, which in those days was a technical, uh, had a technical arm, post office telecoms. Anyway, I didn't feel the need to be ill at the post office. I didn't feel the need to be ill at the BBC. In fact, I hasn't. I wasn't ill for absolutely years and years and years until the <laughs> the possibility is that my ex-wife, who was working for a music publisher, notice how I'm not using any names, uh, went to a world-famous uh, musician who had got a cold, um, which had developed into uh, post-viral debilitation syndrome. <laughs> and um, he kissed her. She, of course, sub subsequently kissed me. And I developed a cold, a something. And it took me a good six months to recover. At least I think, I, I don't know how long it was, uh, I, because one of the things that when I suffered from what I think is now called myalgic encephalomyelitis, uh, ME, that um, uh, one of the side effects of that is the total inability to remember time, uh, place, effort, all the rest of it. In fact, it's remarkably similar to whatever long COVID is, except... With Emmy, I lost my personality. I lost the ability to be me. With this long COVIDiness, I uh, know who I am. I know what I am. I have 
a spark of intellect remaining. I can't do much with it most of the time, although I have achieved quite a lot today. Uh, <laughs> it's in the old ME days, ludicrously, as I have said in one of these other podcasts, taking Lycopodium 30C, a homeopathic remedy, um, with no expectation whatsoever, indeed total disdain. I got better in 20 minutes. I know it's a ludicrous statement to make, but those are the facts. And uh, I have no option but to accept them as fact, because I was there and it was me. Um, and I have no explanation, and I want one. And it happened, uh, it was uh, several years before I had another uh, attack of ME. <laughs> um, the, f the first one resulted, I'm pretty sure, in... Um, Oh, no, I got my timings wrong. I, I've never been any good with timings, but I, I, I was divorced. And uh, subsequently, uh, uh, lost the house I was living in with uh, my wife and her new lover, the, the uh, second <laughs> paramour of hers, who was uh, our lodger. <laughs> yeah, such fun. That's a story I haven't told fully. Anyway, um, then I had a second burst of uh, ME <laughs> and eventually uh, remembered the magic dust, took it and was again cured <laughs> and went off and um, found uh, a lady to uh, become the mother of my children. <laughs> and that lasted for quite a long time. And then it didn't. <laughs> yes, yeah. but that was 17 years ago. And I have been, well, I don't know if it's really for. Anyway, it's a long time I have now been mad and still am. What's my point? Saying that there is a possibility that this window of intellect that I'm now speaking to you through is due not to, ME, to um, the ME cure, the Lycopodium 30C, but the infinitely older saffron from the wilds of the Middle East, an Iranian cure uh, from my Iranian wife. And, uh, well, you know, it sort of works. I haven't had a, a, a lump of it for, what, two days now, I think, but I began to feel better again after taking another pill. I've said this before, uh, but it's been months, and... Every time I take it, I do feel better. But if I keep taking it, I feel worse. So I've got to stop. It's weird sort of thing. I, I, I'm telling you this to sort of spread the story out to the outside world. Now, I'm going to hope to fill the rest of these podcasts with interviews uh, with other people. Uh, because uh, I still have problems with my throat. Which isn't great, that still hurts. Um, pretty damn sure I don't have thyroid cancer. I think you know. Well, I'm certainly glad to know, although <laughs> I have had no uh, medical uh, proof, nor have I, or, 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 or indeed feedback, um, and won't do until December the 9th, I think it is, uh, which isn't great. But um, 
or is it December? Well, anyway, ages. Um, this is uh, the beginning of November. Tomorrow is the election of a new president of the known universe. And I rather hope he doesn't get in again. I shall perhaps document what actually happens. Also, in this coming week, there is the potential of a rocket. A rocket. A large silver rocket. Might might be painted white. (laughs) Which has got wings at the top. And wings at the bottom, or sort of flaps and things that look so much like a 1950s science fiction rocket. It is eerie. But this thing is going to fly. I've seen two versions of it fly already. And a initially a thing uh, about a third the size uh, do its first flight. And that thing, the first side, was basically a a water tower, or rather a water tank, filled with with fuel and with a rocket stuck on the bottom, controlled by clever computers, and it took off and it flew. And then they built it three times taller, did it again, put a massive weight on the top to um, pretend to be the nose cone and payload of this rocket, and fired it up, and it flew, and it landed. And then they built another one, and it flew, and it landed. Now, they built another one. They've got another five or six on the way, and another larger craft in design being built. And this 1950s dream is coming true in 2020 in Boca Chica, a place in America. At the same time as the world may end in America tomorrow, the possibility of a world opening up also happens this week. And that world will open up is Mars. Further information about life on Venus is that another life-type chemical has been discovered in the atmosphere, which goes some way to counter an article which I read saying that the first one that was discovered um, is not an indication of life at all. But now another one has been discovered, and I think that one is also an indicator of life. You know, it's all a little bit suspicious. But if there isn't life in places that could have it, there would have to be something to stop it. Now, what could possibly stop life occurring anywhere. If it could happen here without anything starting it, the conditions being the same somewhere else should result in life starting somewhere else, unless something stopped it. Now, a a, a single start, the restriction to that being a single event could only be Uh, the case if there was something else before then that would prevent it happening again. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so there's... uh, There's proof there's got to be two sets of life. (laughs) Uh.
Uh, so there you are. So uh, that's um, rather a confusing sort of thought to stick around at the head. But my brain is sort of slightly back online. I've managed to figure out how to connect two computers to be able to uh, make sounds work nicely on a Zoom call, uh, which is very satisfying. It took me uh, several months to work that out because um, my brain is not running fast. The difference between an intelligent person and an unintelligent person is not indicated by what they can do. It is indicated by how fast they can do it. Like computers in this respect, a not powerful computer just takes longer to do the same job as a faster powerful computer. Uh, and we assign levels of intelligence or stupidity to the slow one and and intellect to the fast one. Um, just thought I'd mention that as a throwaway thought it. But my slowness of thought over the past months has resulted, though, in something that is actually rather clever. But it took me so long to do it, and it should have taken basically minutes. Uh, and uh, when my brain works, it, it does take me. <sighs> Once a long time ago, I went to my doctor and said, Doctor, I occasionally have gaps in this cloud that hangs over my head and the light shines through and my, and my world opens up and I'm capable and can achieve great things and it's wonderful and terrific. But then the clouds close up again and everything shuts down. What can you give me to help me keep the clouds at bay? That doctor said, here are some, and she prescribed, depressants. Not antidepressants, depressants. Ones that would depress me, that would close the gap. Because, she said, I would be difficult to live with when I was so hyper. Why, thank you, Doctor. I did not go back to that doctor. Shortly after that, I, I, I met my first wife and life opened up and the clouds rolled away for quite some time. And um, <laughs> I find that uh, a loving partner does that, which is most satisfying and uh, is better than any pill by a... Well, totally. I just thought I'd mention that. Naveed said today that she thinks I'm suffering from depression and have been suffering from it all my life. I think this is possible, but I'm sort of used to I don't know. What can you do about that? There was a science fiction story about uh, somebody who found a cure for the common cold and it had a side effect of curing a problem nobody knew they had and um, allowed the human nose to work brilliantly. Then everybody went around thinking, what a disgusting smell everything has. And so they had to reinvent the cold so that they wouldn't be flattened by the awful pong. I think 
just about everybody is suffering from some odd illness or other, and uh, or, or multiple ones, and we will be able to cure these things that nobody knows even exists. You okay, love? Yeah. Oh, oh that's not good. Yeah, there are sharp things on the floor, which should not be stood on. Yeah. Um, yeah, the um. The, the upshot of, of, of this is that in the future, I, I, asked, I asked my neurologist today, gosh, I am a, suffering from so many ailments, it's ludicrous. Um, but um, <laughs> that, that's for my rampant body twitching, uh, which is an entirely different story, which I have mentioned also in a podcast. Um, but I said to this neurologist, uh, is it possible that big data collected from multiple sensors scattered over or in the body, um, collecting all the data that uh, everything about everything that's going on, both inside and outside, uh, a single person uh, could be logged and uh, looked at uh, by uh, an artificial intelligence supercomputer type thing with uh, uh, um, pattern recognition and a, a massive lookup table of um, of uh, medical knowledge and um, and see if it can make associations between cause and effect and therefore be able to individually work out what is wrong with a person and create an individual uh, course of treatment for them. Her answer was rather took me back. She said, well, we've sort of got that already. You are choosing your own pills and deciding when to, uh, to take how much, which is perfectly true. I do. Um, but I would like to know with a far greater degree of clarity, what the hell's going on? You know, why, and so forth. Well, I pushed her on this point, and um, she said, yes, this will happen in the future. And she said that the physiological aspects of the working the human body will probably be the first to uh, be fixable by this sort of pattern recognition, diagnosis, treatment system. But stuff that goes on in the brain will take a lot longer because it's a lot more complex. Now, I don't know if the complexity of the problem actually has anything to do with it when we don't need to know what the complexity is if all you're doing is recognising a pattern. Like, how the heck does a child learn how to read? If the child had to learn how to learn how to read first, you'd never get there. But they don't. They just sort of absorb it and do it. Ditto every other thing that we learn. We don't need to know how we do it. We just sort of faff about until it gets done. And that's how uh, artificial intelligence-type systems teach themselves to play computer games. But um, they do it at super speed and end up super better than humans. Um, uh, so it's not an exact copy at all. 
but it's close enough to show that there's something like that going on. And Elon Musk sticking pins into people's brains and sucking the signals out, stuffing them into a computer and then feeding them back in again and making them do something is an example of this as well. He's got no idea what the signals mean. He leaves that up to the brain to sort out what's going on. The computer just stores them and puts them back somewhere else. Um and recognises a similar pattern when it happens again and then says, oh, you're doing that, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> associated with whatever was going on when the pattern was recognised. It's no idea what the signals mean, just what they look like. Stick those, those things together and you can achieve incredible things without knowing how you're doing it. Which is a bit miraculous. So that's my pile of thoughts for the time being. And, uh, oh gosh, what's going to happen? Are we going to get a 15 kilometre um, f- high flight of SN8 at Boca Chica? Are we going to get Mr Biden elected president? Both of those could happen by the end of this week. And if they don't, one will happen again later because he's got lots of rockets. But the other might take another four years before we can sort out. That was one in the series of Torty Talks from Simon Anthony, acting at torty.org.uk.